0: Sure.
1: Welcome to another installment of Show To Be With Mike G, the show of life, the show of heart conditions, fatherhood, writing a book about Texas cocktails, working at the University of Texas, and so much more. Today's guest is the brilliant and esteemed Nico Martini, no finer name to have for a man who enjoys a fine cocktail now and then. We talk about his new book, Texas Cocktails, of which he so brilliantly and so generously included a bit on Show To Be and some other amazing things going on in the Texas cocktail scene, both at the distillery-slash-production level and the composition-slash-cocktail level. We talk about a strange fate with heart conditions. We talk about bar draft, a great project, hype-worthy, and so much more. It was great to finally get Nico on the show since he had a podcast for a bit. The hunted becomes the hunter. Is that how I say it? I've used this term plenty of times, but... Without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great chat with Nico Martinez.
0: Um, I mean, I don't know, I guess, I guess to be honest, I, I'm, I'm more comfortable leading the conversation down yeah. the path that I would like to go down, of course. but you know, um, yeah, it's it's, it's funny cause I, I be, because of the book. I've done a couple of radio things. I'm doing yeah. another um, another radio thing in Houston here oh, cool. in a couple of weeks. And um, every single time I do one of those, they're like, did you get a radio? I'm like, yeah, 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 I did. It's pretty obvious, but yeah. Well, you
1: get the voice for it, too. You get it. It's terrible that you're writing, given that you've got this voice. I
0: know. Gosh, there's, there's so much more money in podcasting. What's Yo, wrong with me?
1: Yeah, I mean marginally, <laughs> especially given that, you know, you was like you made hundreds of dollars. Doing, I made dozens of dollars dozens writing this of book. Dollars. Well, it's a thankless <laughs> form either way being a writer or being a podcast host. But did well, I mean, I
0: th- I feel like I feel like you do this podcast for the same reason I wrote this book. Yeah, honestly, would it, just would, I'm about journeys. You're saying kind of the
1: same thing, understanding the narrative. Of- it was a journey,
0: and it was, um, um, you know, capturing what is happening right now, yeah. and, and kind of giving it some sort of preservation so that years from now you can at least look back and go, "Cool, yeah." In twenty set in in the. Summer to winter of 2017. This is what Texas spirits were. Yeah. This is what Texas bars were. This is what Texas cocktails were. An
1: absolute snapshot. You know what's interesting about the the long form mediums like podcasts, or mm-hmm. at least at least what I've tried to do anyway with people and, and what you're doing with the book. The minutia is what's actually lost over time. Technology, mm-hmm. you would think, would give us a better ability to capture the history of these things that are happening right, right before us, but in fact, it loses. Things because all the gray area in between. Do you think that that's a good thing or a bad thing that people are just capturing really these totally perfunctory snapshots of stuff?
0: I mean, I think I I don't know. I feel like that's always that's that's always historically been the way that it happens. I don't yeah. think it's necessarily technology. I yeah, mean like sure. yeah, sure. There's some there's some journals from the ancient Greeks that kind of give you a general sense of of what they were actually like. Yeah, but most of them is you you know most of the stuff that survived were. This is what we believed about this. This is what this is. This sure. is what that is. And it's very like matter of fact. And, and Yeah. As far as like the, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I think that the, the invention of the like cinema is the mm-hmm. thing that's going to give people 400 years from now, like, oh, we can actually have a glimpse of who they were instead yeah. of what they did.
1: No, it's a good point. I think that changed a whole lot of it. 1927, the first sound film, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So. It, it media is interesting. I know you're deeply interested in media. You've worked in multiple facets of it, whether it's presenting with TED Talks, doing bar draft stuff. So yeah. the thing, though, for me, which is, is been difficult, is what the hell did you want to be when you grew up? Oh God, man! <laughs> because you you went down all these different paths, dude. Know? Okay, so I Fort I, Worth, I, right? Fort Worth. California. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, born
0: and born and raised in Fort Worth. Um, raised in a. a, a suburb of fort worth called heb yeah um, H-E-B. yeah heb man it's it's fun. i've got i've got a buddy mark who likes to refer to whenever i do something like even remotely um attitudinal or sure. ghetto or something yeah. he's like oh look it's mid-city's nico here we go <laughs> <laughs> like all right but yeah so um man when i started like i i, I wanted to do theater like, I was a theater oh, guy. Fine. Yeah, yeah, I was a theater guy, and so like even even to the point that when I um, when I got out of college or when I got out of high school, um, I had a couple of I had a, like a couple of scholarship opportunities, but it was like SFA or it was Southeastern Oklahoma State, right. and it's like yeah, that would yeah, but I don't know if I if I really want to put my theater future in the hands of. Those in Nacogdoches, with all due respect to Nacogdoches, no, fair. it's just not there. Their not land is
1: of... not as wide as it would be in New York City. No, for not, and not even in Dallas. Sure. So you know, yeah.
0: and so, um, but there was a um, there was a college up there called Collin County Community College. They had literally just won the American College Theater Festival, mm. and so they were the year before I enrolled. They were named the top collegiate theater in the nation, and they were a community college. Interesting. And the the executive or not executive the uh, the director head of the program um he like he saw me at an audition and basically he said, "Hey, I'll pay you to come. Cool. I'll give you like you your full ride. I will help out with your housing. I will give you books and I'll give you a job in the shop and oh. you can just and he's like, "Dude, just come. Come for 2 years. Yeah. Get all your basics out of the way. You save a whole bunch of money." And he, and and at that point I'll help you transfer to wherever the hell you want to transfer
1: to. Yeah, just I'm like me okay. two years, and then we'll see where it goes. I was like, dude, yeah, that's
0: kind of it's kind of like okay, a little, little minor league, but yeah. you know, really, really good minor league Still, team. So yeah,
1: starting a big indie. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, as an actor, though, what kind of genre are you? Or comedic actor, drama. Um, most mostly comedic.
0: I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's the one that's. Uh, I do. I do have an acting award. I was nominated for a best actor in at, in a performance of the Scottish play. I can say Macbeth because we're not in oh, theater. Oh, that's right, yeah. But yeah, um, there's <laughs> there's this <laughs> tiny little role called the porter, uh-huh. and basically, it's like a it's like the three to four minute comedic speech in the middle of Macbeth that's only there to basically l- add a little bit of levity. Yeah, right. And. Palette cleanser. I guess I nailed it because, like, I got a I got a nomination and Lady Macbeth didn't,
1: <laughs> and, and I, it was all you based on this three time. minute funny speech where yeah. I'm talking to my shoes. And so, yeah, it was. Well, so, comedic actresses of course, I'm always going to have in nice Cinema with folks, especially sure. actors who, when you think of actresses, actors, who were some that maybe were influential, some that you looked up to and thought were doing a really good job in there.
0: Genre. Oh, man, you know, I, I think it always, it's, for me, my two favorite actors, and the the second one pains me now, uh, it's Robin Williams yeah. and Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Like, those are absolute like, the, the performances that those guys have pulled off are some of the most spectacular things I've ever seen. No, I completely agree. And Kevin Spacey's funny. Yes. Like, when he has a chance to do comedy, like, he's funny. I don't know if I'll have a chance to do anything now, but, yeah. like... When he has a chance to do comedy, he's really, really funny. And vice versa with Robin Williams. Like, his
1: best acting was, like, the drama. But he was so good at comedy. Very, very diverse. They both are. You know, it's interesting. So, given the situation with with Kevin Spacey, Mm -hmm. I still can enjoy his work. Because... Art is art, and the person's the flawed fucking person that yeah, they are. Right? Yeah. So you have no I, problem I, distancing yourself from I, right?
0: I, I feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, you know, now it's a little weird. It's like, hey, who's your favorite actor? Kevin Spacey. Uh, okay, oh, whoa, that's yeah, a... I mean, what? I'm not going to go retroactively <laughs> edit my shit just because this guy was a... Right, right. I already,
1: who, who didn't know that he was a megalomaniac and that he was kind of weird? Everyone Everybody knew. Everybody knew he did that shit. Yeah,
0: dude. Like, I'm not even... Like, through my theater folks yeah. and, and, like, the people that I know who actually do big things, I had heard that shit. Yeah, dude. And it's like, and like what I, I heard that 15 years ago. My friend,
1: <laughs> one of my best friends was his personal assistant in L.A. for years. Gotcha. And yeah, it, it, I didn't even take the insight of someone who spent all that time with him to know the dude's weird. Right. But great art comes from fucked up people. Yeah, Picasso, absolutely. Absolutely. Dolly. I mean. go Right? Like, yeah. Yeah, like. I'm not surprised, and I I hope that people can say, I can still enjoy things, even though the people are flawed. Michael Jackson is the greatest example. Absolutely. Nothing's proven, right? But there are these allegations. So it's very interesting. So you're pursuing this theater thing, which is a great thing, and many people in this bar industry do that same exact thing. Yes, they do. Yes. How are the folks feeling about it? Do they want you to go down a straight and
0: path oh um, good my mom was fine as long as i didn't become a teacher <laughs> that was that was all she was like just Why? just please don't because she was, she a, was teacher. a teacher okay. yeah because she man my mom's a saint she taught remedial reading in Northside fort worth for 25 years oh, man. in the sixth grade jesus it's i don't know she's she's an absolute saint um yeah but basically she was i mean they were they were sort of whatever they knew i was gonna go do whatever i was gonna do so they were they were just kind of like
1: okay well be careful (laughs) let let us know how it goes you probably got good grades and stuff good enough yeah 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 they're not probably worried about you no go do this thing and
0: i mean i've i've of the of my two of my two brothers i was always the you know the the independent one who would go do whatever and didn't really
1: wasn't really leaning on the family very much. Yeah. So yeah. the it is. autonomy, the independence. And you know, for porno hospitality videos or acting, you have the perfect name. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. It's really diverse because it could work for any of these things. You yeah. could be the naked spy guy True. in an adult film. And yet still have your own line of barware.
0: I always I always liked it just in case I ever played Vegas. <laughs> whatever yeah. that whatever that means, yeah. that's the type of name that should be God. playing Vegas.
1: Yes. <laughs> whatever capacity. Johnny Two-Tone and fucking Nico Martini, <laughs> double double Bill. Exactly. Yeah. I mean it is a brilliant Is Nico short for anything? Nicholas, I, Nicholas. Nicholas. okay. Yeah, Nicholas. yeah it makes sense. In Greek, tell me what what kind of background is? Um, I mean
0: I'm I'm half Mexican, okay. basically. I'm half Mexican and half Mut mut <laughs>
1: European. European yeah European that's a good way to put it European
0: yeah. yeah totally European
1: half Mexican half European it's not a bad not a bad blend
0: yeah totally no man my my uh my my grandfather my great grandfather came here on a covered wagon when really? yeah yeah and he's, he he went up settling in Brady he Brady? just he just stopped he just stopped and tired. was basically like okay. Um. There's a farm. I wonder if I can go do some work for them. And he walked up, and the guy said, "Yep, sure." And so he
1: just started farming. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, and that was. And here we are. Yeah, it's and here and here. Yeah, exactly. Like the acting piece. Given you seem like a creative guy, someone who likes to write and all of this, mm-hmm. did it hit a point where you said, "All right, I'm going to invest big. I'm gonna to go to L.A. I'm going to be a Hollywood actor." Um. In in two thousand five, well, okay, so so towards
0: the towards the end of towards the end of my career at Collin County Community <laughs> College, um, I had I had realized that um, I was a much better director than I was an actor, yeah. And so I started leaning heavy into directing, and um, I got I got recruited to be. One of the one of the first people to come out of the new TCU directing program okay. got there. The program was total bullshit, so I left after one semester. Uh-huh. But um, like that was like from then on, everything that I was doing, it was directing. And so in 2005, um, I was selected as one of the. One of the top fifty young American directors, and and um, selected for the Lincoln Center Directors Lab, oh. which is basically they ship you up to Lincoln Center and they shove you in the basement of the Lincoln Center and they just just start throwing Broadway directors at you and you're just like writing down hoping that you absorb anything wow. that, that that is coming from this magical person in yeah. front of you. And um, yeah, it's a it's a two week long program. It completely changed the way that I looked at everything and. It's sort of ironic because, like the the way that I got in, like my application uh-huh. was completely about um, you owe it to us, like you you owe it to the regional theater. Like there is more regional theater than there is than there is theater in New York City. Mm-hmm. You owe it to regional theater to give these people better training, and so. If I if I have the opportunity to come up there, I'm coming back to Texas. I'm going to be able to take everything that you've taught me yeah. and be able to better better this regional community. A moral duty, absolutely. Wow! And then I moved to New York like three weeks later because <laughs> I was like, well, if I'm ever <laughs> going to move, it's way
1: too big. Now to I community.
0: know like 35 directors. I
1: better do it now. <laughs> My network's looking pretty pretty hot. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> wow, so with the intention of directing Broadway or directing yeah, off yeah. Broadway whatever. Yeah,
0: no, I, I, I directed at a couple of a couple of off Broadway houses while I was up there. Um did a little bit of stuff in Brooklyn. Like yeah. for for the most part, I was I, I lived in New York for about a year and um with the exception of a handful of like tech theater gigs, mm. and, like lighting and production managing, that kind of stuff,
1: um all of my money came from theater. Really, so you're living in New York, making, yeah, because normally yeah. it's not the case, right? I was just yeah. say, oh, did you bar back for a second? <laughs> <But> no, <laughs> you were making a decent bit of money, doing yeah. that. which is great. Which uh, and and at the end of it, I was kind of like, you know what? This is really,
0: I, I really took a particular interest in producing, yeah. I wanted to produce Shakespeare for whatever fucking reason, and um, I so I immediately went and researched all of like the high toned Shakespeare festival internships in the country, uh-huh. and realized I was like three weeks late on applying, and so it just wasn't going to happen. But I knew the executive director of Shakespeare Dallas, and I called her up, and I was like, hey, can I just come work for you this summer and just kind of follow you around while you're producing? And she's like, absolutely. So I moved back to Dallas, moved back in with my parents, and started um, working for Shakespeare Dallas. And then at the end of the summer, started working for Shakespeare Dallas, and then um, while that was happening, I wound up starting to date my now wife. And so, you guys working together? No, no, no. She just she we we met. She was the bridesmaid at a wedding that I was the date of. Uh, she was the best, the the maid of honor yeah.
1: at a wedding of, of which I was the date of a bridesmaid. So See, that's this, that's how we met. But this is good because this gives people hope. They mm-hmm. always think it's a good place to be single is mm-hmm. going to wedding. So you're showing that. that yeah, you did. just
0: have to show up like with somebody and then ditch them <laughs> as soon as you find someone more interesting. See, apparently. it's a little tricky, but it does seem yeah. doable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so like I, I, like we started dating, and then um, Sandra came to me and she was like, "Hey, I have a I have a program manager position." can I just hire you? And I was like, okay, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah like, this is kind of the point, right? This is what I was going for. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sign me up. So I became the program manager of Shakespeare Dallas and we start doing all of these. I'm not, i in all these marketing meetings Yeah, and um, every single one of them, like they just keep describing the same people. And finally I eventually say, dude, every time we talk about the people you want to come see this show, mm-hmm you're describing people who use MySpace. Why aren't you using MySpace to yeah. talk to these people? And they're like, well, we don't know how to do that. I'm like, well, I don't either, but I'm going we'll to figure that out. They're like, cool, because we don't know how to do that. So I started working on MySpace and putting together some sort of a marketing program, yeah. basically. And then it just sort of morphed into, I really like this. I It, it felt it felt the same as directing to me. Because oh, of, interesting. Yeah, because I have a... If you do if you do an online conversation campaign uh-huh. as a brand and you do it right you have a particular audience you're trying to reach. Sure. You have a particular message you're trying to convey to them. You have these tools to do it, and you're trying to elicit these specific emotions out of them. It's the same thing as you're doing in the, That's right. in yeah. the theatrical sense. Or I hadn't in, thought about yeah. it that way. And so, if you're doing it right. Yeah. And so, it's for me, it's always, I mean, you know, you just heard the background. It's always going to be about the story sure. for me. And so, um, it just really worked because I was kind of coming at it from a. Everybody else who was in this field, and I mean this was like the beginning. I'd like right. it started with my space, you know? And it everybody else who was in this field came into it from like marketing. And I came into it from theater. Sure. And so I had a different perspective on the way that the way that these things operate. And then um, after Shakespeare Dallas, I was like, you know what? I this I think I know what I want to be when I grow up, and I went to the University of Texas at Dallas and got my master's in emerging media and communications.
1: Interesting. So yeah. right at the right time too, where these things yeah, are totally. starting to I mean t- truly emerging as a way to engage with mm-hmm. people. Well, so what is hype worthy? That's that's kind of- the uh, that's the
0: digital marketing company that that's I, what I thought kind of stemmed that from I this- started. Yeah. yeah, it was it was funny. Like I um, when I. I started grad school, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna start my own company." Sure. And um, like, I put together this business plan, and I was like, going to I was going to seek investment, and like this whole thing. And I and I had a friend of a friend um, set up a meeting for me to go talk to this guy who was a venture capitalist. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting in the in the 19th hole of this country club, and I kind of go through the whole spiel, and he says, "This is a, this is a great idea." Like, this is these you're right these type of companies are going to be everywhere within five years like yeah so he's like you don't need money you need clients Mm -hmm. everything that you just like i don't know what you what would you spend fifty thousand dollars on if i gave it to you exactly
1: yeah and i was
0: like uh i'm maybe a new computer (laughs) (laughs) like that's a terrible answer and he's like no man you, you need clients and then Wound up about six months later, he introduced me to the uh, to the CEO of a company called Hail Mary. They make raw, vegan, gluten free snacks. Okay, and um, he was and he was on their board, and they needed somebody to do their social, and yeah. they became my first like real client. Oh wow! Yeah, it was awesome. And so,
1: how long were you really heavily in the social piece? I know you you obviously it's, it's a fast of all of, all, yeah. all of your projects now, but. How long was that? Kind of like the sole thing that you were working on.
0: It was. It was up until about. Um, it was up until about two years ago. Really? That it was. That, that, that's that's what I did. And I mean, I mean, still like that. I still have clients. Like you know, I still have the, 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 the majority of the way. Like I am doing a. Uh, I am I am teaching a seminar at at BevCon uh-huh. in August, and um, and it's about like how why you are doing the internet wrong. Basically. right okay <laughs> and so like this it's always going to be something that's that's there i mean i taught i i, I taught at utd i taught digital marketing design and self-branding through social media for mm-hmm. about four years at utd that's yeah so, that's so like this this shit ain't going anywhere it's yeah. going to be in everything i do from now on
1: with the way that technology changes modal mobile, mobile adaptive different kinds of content layouts and things do you what do you do to stay really really in the mix and on have your finger to the pulse of changing digital media um i mean honestly it's just kind of paying attention you follow the right people on twitter and you'll be
0: fine yeah like what if you ever want to deep dive into something get a twitter account and follow the right people yeah they'll just start sending you information that you need to consume Hmm. and so you know i kind of have my tech sector that are the the geeks who are always on the forefront so i kind of pay attention to them yeah you know i mean i mean for the most part it's becoming there's not there's not a lot of there's only so many ways that you can present content. Right. And, you know, un- un- until somebody comes up with something smashingly new, like, it's, well, I mean, Snapchat's too- the same thing as Instagram. It's yeah, the same exactly. thing as Facebook. It's all the same. Right. Like, it's, it's whatever. It's, it, and again, for me, it's way more about the story than it's ever going to be about the yeah. the vehicle in which you get it there, the tool in which you get it there.
1: Well, this kind of background, you know, in theater and digital media and teaching and education... Not to say that it doesn't somewhat run through the hospitality industry, but it seems mm-hmm. quite disparate. So, at what point do these two worlds kind of collide? Because it seems like booze, to put it simply, has really punctuated these last few chapters of your career. Um, <laughs> uh, how, did, how did I get into booze?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, this was, I think, eight years ago, maybe maybe nine, either eight or nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Um so my now brother-in-law Kevin Gray, who runs CocktailEnthusiast.com, ah, that's right. now some of this stuff we've talked about, yeah.
1: Mike, but yeah, that's not a bad place to start.
0: He, he runs CocktailEnthusiast.com, and he came to me, and you know, because I'm I'm his brother-in-law who has the social media company, so mm-hmm. he comes to me. And he's like, hey man, how do I make my blog more popular? And I kind of take a look at it, and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, the content's cool. Like, I don't know. Try actually tweeting, because you have this account, and the last time you tweeted was seven months ago. Like, try tweeting. Put it on Facebook. Write more often. You're only writing once a month. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And he's like, okay, cool. But it also happened to be March, and I happened to be watching a lot of basketball, and I was like, dude, you should do a bracket like, all you want is hits. Yeah. Do a bracket, do a cocktail bracket. And this is the best bartender in Dallas because you, you're a cocktail enthusiast and you say so. Sure. And everybody comes to your site and votes for the best bartender in Dallas. And then you get all these hits because people keep coming to your site to vote and, mm-hmm. you know, you get what you want. And he's like, okay, yeah, that's kind of cool. I was like, well, if, you know, if we do it, we should shoot some video and make it cool. Like, right. maybe show up to the bar. Or they'll shoot the cocktail that they're making. You get to put your directorial hat on. you yeah, exactly, again, right? exactly. Uh-huh. And um, and he's like, yeah, okay. I'm like, you know what? I kind of like this idea. Let me let me think this through. And it it ballooned into a full on um, TV pilot mm. that uh, I went to. I went to this. I went to this guy Adrian, who is now my business partner. I went to this dude Adrian because I knew that he had gear. I mm. didn't know what he had, but right. I was like, he's shot small like indie projects before with sure. friends of mine i know he's got gear and so i go and i'm like hey so this is the idea this is what i'm thinking you know like what kind of gear do you have are you interested in this yeah. is it and he's like yeah he's like no i'm really interested in this i'm like okay cool well uh well like what do you have and he's like okay first of all i don't have any gear but <laughs> uh he's like i've got like three light stands and that's not going to be helpful um he's like, but. I really like this idea and so he decided to invest in the project and it morphed into a full-on tv pilot wow. so we got um my best friend from college michael yuri who used to be on ugly betty mm-hmm. and at the time he was he was on ugly betty so like a legit tv star yeah uh, I told him about the project, and he was and and like without me asking, he was like, Can I host it? I'm like, good God, yes, sure. yes, TV star friend, please <laughs> host my TV show. And so he came down and um he hosted the thing our our judges were Kevin Gray from Cocktail Enthusiasts, of course, uh, Jason Cosmas, of course, and uh Patricia Richards, who was the, the she was the beverage director of the win at the mm. time and um and so we shot this whole thing, and it was just this unbelievable magical day of just like making this whole thing cool and basically like the it was basically chopped with cocktails yeah, it's not that's like what I thought. Okay. yeah and so basically like the first the first round was um everybody makes their signature cocktail the second round is secret ingredients and then the third round the last two dudes that are left they were they i say dudes because there, were, there weren't any women in the in the show except for patricia yeah. which which is something that i was like dude
1: what is going on? Okay,
0: here? I I know these are the bartenders you want, but then give me a female judge. Yeah, Let me at something. least put a female in a position of authority. And we're like, yeah, actually, yeah, that works better. Let's do it that way. So um, the the so the last two dudes, right, do like a, a three-drink menu, and then we fill the room, and they have to bartend a party. Actually, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, and so like at the end of the thing, like this big reveal, like it's, it's a party. Like yeah. the whole thing's been a party, and then you kind of go off to the side. You're kind of like, oh. How's it going? Like, what did, what did you think about this? And there's like, I don't know, man. He gets the drinks are good, but he can't handle a crowd at all. It's yeah, like, yeah. just like that kind of thing. And so then you have a winner, and then you go do it in San Francisco, and then in San Diego, in, and you know, Chicago. And the, the, like, that the was right, the idea. Same kind of way. Yeah. Or that, just take that
1: same concept. Well, well
0: what I wanted to do, like, I wanted to straight up kind of as much as I could kind of model it after the NCAA tournament. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to, like, have, like, you're repping your city right. and then like Regional. you've got and you've got regionals and then like okay you're repping your region yeah. and then like and then there's you know the last one is just like the championship sure or whatever. and so um you know not not an idea that's that's out there by any means but it hadn't been done and so we shot this thing and um we took it to gary's agent and she was like this is this is gorgeous yes i'll absolutely rep this yeah so she we had she started setting up meetings and we had a meeting with, uh, we met with NBC, we met with ABC, we met with MTV, which mm. seemed weird. Um, Travel Channel, Spike, sure, sure. Food Network, Cooking Channel, um, the, my, and basically everybody, everybody said. And I don't know if this is LA. This is what I know of LA. Yeah. Basically everybody said, guys, it's so good. Mm. No, we're <laughs> not gonna buy it. <laughs>
1: Did you ever get any kind of understanding of why my the- my
0: favorite one was yeah. what Spike told us. What did they say? Because we went in there and we're like, and they're like, yeah, guys, we just can't do it. It's just it's it's the it's the booze thing. Like we can't we can't do a show that's all about booze. This is before this Bar is- Rescue, right? No, 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 no. The
1: purveyors of Bar well, Rescue are listen. telling you this,
0: and and to it to which we say, well, we kind of saw this as a companion piece, you know, to Bar Rescue, and they said, oh no. That's a renovation show. Oh, rubbish, yeah. No,
1: yeah. I mean, you you want to these people are in fucking tune with Sarah.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. So, basically, like, the the experience was awesome. Did the whole thing, and um, we never sold the show. But while we were out in L.A., Adrian and I were talking, and he was kind of like, why are we we even doing this show? And I was like, well, because I kind of love cocktails now, and I want more people to have them. And he said, cool. How do we do that without a show? I said... Mm, stick a whole bunch of people in a room and only give them cocktails and don't let them order beer and he's like okay why <laughs>
1: that's one way to do it for sure
0: <laughs> um he said like okay why'd they come to the room <laughs> and and i was working as a program director for an indie rock station wow. in dallas at the time and so like immediately i go oh you booked the right band like i promise you 4,500 people will show up if you book this band. Sure. That's, that's what they draw. Yeah. So yeah, you will now have 4,500 people that you're not going to allow to buy beer. Right. And he's like, okay, so let's do it. Like, let's do a cocktail indie music festival. Done. And so we start working on this thing. Yeah. And we called in, um, I, I called a buddy of mine, uh, Matt, who runs, um, he was running this, this festival series called Untapped. It was basically like, indie music indie beer Hmm. and um it was going really well really successful and like i told him about the idea and we started kind of working on it um but the whole time i'm turning to adrian going how the hell are we going to serve cocktails to seven thousand people right and he's like well i've got a draft system at my at my restaurant i'm like awesome is it mobile can we rip it out of your restaurant because that's not (laughs) we're not having it at your restaurant he's like no but let me see what i can find and then a couple days later, he came back and he was like, Hey, so I found this thing. I've got this guy. He's going to do this to it. And we're going to, and, and, and we're going to be able to, it's going to be a draft co- mobile draft cocktail system. I'm like, okay, awesome. Cool. So he dude goes, give him the stuff, makes the thing. Now we have this prototype and we're like, this is really cool. We're going to cater everything. Yeah. And then, um, we catered an event and we're like, this is really, really cool. We're gonna build
1: these, and they can cater everything. We're just gonna build the machine, <laughs> and so that is bar draft. I just, you know, it's funny because it's just your your career has been paved and forged with necessity. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't have the tools I need. Well, pivot, I pivot, 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 yeah. pivot, pivot, pivot. All of it, and it, it's it's crazy because some people, or rather, this is the beauty of a career. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as long as you aren't too rigid about like the path, yeah. You're gonna go on a fucking crazy, crazy journey. Yeah. So now we've got hype worthy for your digital media, which should support any product you may make yeah. or make for someone else. Yep. Then you've got bar draft, which would take a little bit of investment. Where are you with that at this point?
0: We are days away from getting our money oh, wow. <laughs> so um it's about to be a business and not just a really expensive hobby yeah. which is all it's been now so That's um great. it basically like this we were we were talking about hype and and it's been a couple years since i've kind of ramped everything down with hype yeah. basically because of bar draft um it was <clears throat> i kind of i kind of set everything up so that um I had an employee who came to me and she was like, hey, I really, I'm going to go be a teacher. I'm like,
1: okay, dude, that's all. Like, she's like, I like
0: really want to, yeah, don't <laughs> tell my mom. Uh, she, she really wanted to be a teacher and yeah. I knew that. And she was just like, I, it's time. I, I'm going to go. I'm like, awesome, cool. And so I kind of looked at everything. And I was like, okay, so I don't have to pay her. but get rid of the office and I get rid of that one big ass pain in the ass client yeah. that, she, that spent that she spent most of her time on. And I really don't like them either. Let me get rid of them, but it's still okay, it's a wash. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Let me fire the bad client not bad. You know, right. let me let me fire incompatible. the incompatible. Yes. Let me fire the incompatible, <laughs> incompatible clients, and then, you know, take it down to just something that I can be doing and to yeah. kind of scale everything down and still be making the same amount of money. And so that's that's basically what I did, kind of in preparation for bar draft. Yeah. And then um and then I was playing laser tag with my brothers, and passed out, and the ambulance was called. You passed out playing laser tag. I passed out playing laser tag. When was this? So this was this was two this was two years ago. And actually, it's it's right almost. Hell, okay. my, hell, it might be. What's what is today? The twenty fifth? Yeah, something like
1: that. It might 20th, be today. Yeah, the twentieth. Yeah. I think it might
0: be the twenty fifth. Wow. And um, so I, they called the ambulance. Like I passed out. It, it became. It was funny because the the game started. We. We were playing like a regular sort of laser tag game, and yeah. there was a whole bunch of kids, and it was fun. And we're like, you know, doing. I man, I, I my first job was the the assistant general manager of a laser tag arena, so like this has always always been something that I love to do. Yeah, <clears throat> and so um, so first game is like kind of normal, whatever. And then the second game, the birthday party left, so it wound up being two on two, oh, which geez. which became really physical, <laughs> and we're like running and diving and like all sorts of stuff and. I just started getting really dizzy and then I and then I sat down. I'm like, "Okay, I'm just going to chill for a minute." And then the game ended. I was like, "Okay, all right. I got to get up. I'll I'll go sit down outside." I yeah. got up, started walking past out. And so, ambulance called, they ran an EKG on me. They're like, "We don't know what's wrong with you." I'm like, "Well, I happen to have a a, a doc a general practitioner appointment on Tuesday. Uh-huh. I'll just talk to him about it." told him the whole story and I was like the only thing I can think of is you know when I was a kid I had I had aortic stenosis okay and um, aortic stenosis is when one of one of the valves one of the valves in your heart is a little bit bigger a little uh-huh. bit smaller um it's just it's a it's a not it didn't form correctly right and um I was like but I but that went away when I was in high school like I was told it went away and he's like okay uh, you're going to go see a cardiologist. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go to the cardiologist, tell her the whole story. This is what happened. Passed up laser tag, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, you're going to go get an echocardiogram. Yeah. Go get the echocardiogram, come back. I assume she's going to be like, you need to drop 20 pounds and right. cut out the red meat. And like, you know, that. I'm like, that's all I know from cardiologists. They tell you to eat less meat and lose weight. And she goes, and, and, but instead she says, So you're going to have open heart surgery sometime in the next two months. Let me know when it's convenient. Wow.
1: Yep. Didn't even ask. Didn't even, didn't even. What if I want to die, doc? I got my own (laughs) (laughs) project. Right, exactly. Don't even make it a choice. Come on.
0: Yeah, and so, wow. um, and so, my first question was, can I still go to Havana? Because we had a trip planned, like like the next week. And she's like, yes, but you have to, you can't take any stairs or any stairs that you go on. You have to walk like you're a 65 year old. Wow. Do not raise your heart rate at all. But yeah, go. And then when you come back, we'll we'll do this. And I was like, can I still smoke cigars? And she was like, actually, none of this. Like this was going to happen none of this has anything to do with whatever you may or may not have smoked right whatever alcohol you consume Genetic. whatever whatever um, whatever weight you are at right how much red meat you eat like your heart did not form the right way it's lasted this long and basically it started callousing oh, wow. and like the the valve started callousing so it had gotten to the point that like you know when you put your thumb over a water hose Uh and it starts going faster. That's what was happening. Oh my God. And so she was like, we have to, we have to do this because the, the, the blood is, it's moving at too high a velocity now. And so like, we have to give you a new valve. So they gave me a new valve.
1: Valve replacement surgery? Is that yep. what it's called? Uh, yeah, yeah. What's the valve made of that they put in there?
0: Um, Some sort of metal. It's a metal
1: valve? Yeah. You're part robot
0: now? Yeah. Yeah. I also take blood thinners every day. It really Do sucks.
1: You? Yeah. Ask, <laughs> D, is it the low dose aspirin? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's what, that's right. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I guess there's some benefit to it. Yeah. When, so she, you, you get all repaired. Yeah. You're more RoboCop. Ask and I right.
0: had already kind of dialed everything down with Hypeworthy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, this is actually really good timing. I convinced Megan to like, Hey, can you stay on for like three more months? And then started a little bit later. and She's like, yeah, totally. She's like, I've got, I have to plan out stuff anyway. So she ran my company while I was getting really good at FIFA. And, um, (laughs) how long was recovery? Ultimately? Um, I was, I was, I started feeling better about a month and a half later. And then I, I feel like I was, Back to 100 three months later. Yeah. So. Um, and now
1: how you. Does life actually feel. Did, now knowing that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. You know like you go back and say. Oh man. that The Kevin Spacey thing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Did, did you realize there was a problem that whole time. That you just. Now you're like. Oh. <clears> you <throat> know, it was harder to get upstairs. It was. There. There was.
0: <laughs> there were a couple of moments. That. Um, like. I, I looked back on. I was like. Oh. That was totally that. And there was one. We were. Um, we were in Lisbon. And for whatever reason in Lisbon, they will call your name over the intercom way sooner than they will in in the US. Yeah. And so like we're walking to the we're walking to the gate and all of a sudden we hear our names on the intercom and we're like, I th- okay, fuck run. Yeah, like yeah. we gotta run and we like sprinted like the equivalent of probably eh, probably like third of a mile, yeah. half a mile. But by the time we got to the end of it, I was seeing stars and I was really, I'm surprised they let me on the damn plane. Wow. I was, I was in now in hindsight, that's exactly what happened in the laser tag arena. Yeah. And so, and then, and then there was this other time that <laughs> uh, that Mike, uh, Michael Yuri was in town and um, he was, he called me up and he's like, hey, so I've got VIP tickets to Barry Manilow. Do you want to go? It. Like,
1: yes. I abso- I'm a fan low. Absolutely. <laughs> so. How- all right, how does a Barry Manilow concert stimulate you enough to put you into that state? We had floor seats. So when Don't I went no so <laughs> when I went to like when I went to go like
0: get a beer, yeah. I walked up the equivalent of like
1: uh,
0: 12 stories to get to the cuz we're at the bottom of the right, arena right. and it's like yeah, and everything is down below and so by the time I took all of those stairs, like I I was I like I had to go into the restroom and I I just like sat on a toilet because I thought I was about to pass out, wow. and I just had to sit for a while. And now, in hindsight, that was totally my heart. So like to totally, it,
1: the post op life has been quite nice. Clear, yeah, you feel healthier, all that. Yeah, I do. Does it? Did it bring you closer to your wife? Given that you know, um, mine would worry that I would die, of course. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I think it 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 sort of it it changed the way that I feel about everybody, you know? Just yeah. just sort of it's um it's short, man. Yeah. It's short and 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 the end can be very sudden. And so yeah. there's a lot of things I stopped I stopped doing things that I didn't find worth it. Yeah. And I stopped um making efforts in places that I had because even if I had gotten the result that I wanted, was it even worth it? Like right. all of the time, and it's just like I value my time more. Yeah, and so you know, I mean, everything that I've, everything that I've done over the past the past couple of years has basically been about um, optimizing optimizing my time and optimizing my life to have all of the experiences that I'm that I'm wanting to get in. Right, and so like I can't fucking wait to be the former owner of Bar Draft. Yeah, can't wait gonna be awesome and so you know like it's it, but but while i'm doing it it's got it's my focus sure and you Kid know number two
1: yeah right yeah no kidding i mean it, it feels like <clears throat> it. oh my they're God. born in that way and everything yeah. very much so very much so so um well this story then takes this beautiful behind the scenes yet at the (laughs) forefront kind of you're directing this book you know you've got a lot of players you've got the aesthetic what kinds of things you want to Mm -hmm. share visually you've taken us through a journey with texas cocktails this new book of yours that you're touring yeah you've chronicled texas cocktails what were some of the things that surprised you about this journey in terms of interviewing folks finding the facts building these cocktail recipes yeah
0: um, consistency.
1: Mm-hmm. Like there's they, like Texas is.
0: Th- there's a lot of really really talented people, and it's and it's m- far more consistent than you would think. Yeah. Um, you know some of the, like we've got, we we have legit cocktail programs in places like Midland, mm-hmm. or College Station. You know, like, and they're, and they're, they're real. They're, they're real. They're the type of place that if you were an 18 year old going to community college in Midland and you spent two years at the blue door as a bartender, you can move to Dallas and work anywhere you want to. Like you've had, you've had enough good training and you know, it's like, there's, this state is really, we're real, we're, Obviously, we're really proud. We're really sort of arrogantly proud about sure, everything, sure. but we're also we're also pretty fucking humble, mm. and it's a weird, it's a weird combination. Yeah, but it's very like that to me. That is that is what being Texan is, and seeing that sort of lineage uh, imparted on a cocktail scene has been really cool. It's been really cool. It's been really interesting. Yeah, I think the thing that we talk about it. I mean, yeah. And uh, like I was talking to Cosmos and um, he said, I think that Texas trains more
1: drinkers than both of the coast combined. Sure. We have the acreage. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and there's so many different, no pun intended, flavors to the community. Sure. Austin community, as I'm sure you've seen, is slightly different or vastly different than Houston. Absolutely. It's vastly different from Dallas and so on and so forth. Waco, there's a great bar coffee oh, shop there. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. dichotomy is dichotomy, unbelievable. Yeah, it, I mean the back bar there's beautiful. I just randomly was downtown in Waco. Nice. Don't ask how necessarily, yeah. but hanging with my folks, and I was like, oh, let's get a coffee. And then that back fabulous, beautiful cocktails, Irish coffee. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, really, really surprising and delightful to see these places sprout up in yeah. places you would have never suspected before.
0: And that, I mean, that's that's my that's one of my favorite things that I discovered doing this because I kept having like. When they, okay, when they, when they asked me to write the book, I researched all of the classic cocktails that come from Texas. Mm-hmm. I found both of them. <laughs> and, then at that, and then at that point, I'm like, so listen, this is going to be like 100 bars and 100 bartenders, and we're going to do it that way. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And so I just kept envisioning this mythical Google map, which I haven't even made. Yeah, This mythical Google map of the book. Yeah. where are all of the places and i i just kept like saying to myself it can't just be dfw austin san antonio houston it right. can't be this like i've got to find elsewhere and so i just started looking and you know i mean you can you can look at a menu mm-hmm. and kind of say okay yeah cool yeah that's a really interesting flavor profile and i'm really glad that you know, you're you're using um, artichoke liqueur, sure, because that's 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 good. That's not what I expected from Texarkana. Yeah.
1: It's great. I like <laughs> I love those surprises too. Yeah,
0: and so it just kind of started there, and I just started looking for all of these all of these random places from El Paso to Amarillo to Texarkana to Laredo. Like there's there's stuff happening everywhere in the state. It's how long so cool. Was the
1: process for you? So they are like, all right, you're gonna do this, and you said yes, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. This is how we should do it. About how long did it take you
0: all in? Um, I mean, I started working on it last summer, and so um, not long enough mm. is the answer that I like to say because I really wish I had had a little bit more time. Sure. But Their deadline was their deadline. Basically, it was it was a author for hire thing. This was a this was a book that was going to be written even yeah. if I had said no. So um arrogantly i said well if somebody's gonna do it it better be me because i want this to be good (laughs) (laughs) whatever and then you know part of me is also kind of thinking like dude that's like i have a book yeah that's that's like kind of kind of rad it's immortality in a way there are
1: people 200
0: years from now who are going to be referencing this Silly little book that I did last yeah. year, and so you know it's kind of like you know, I'll I'll have like my my grandkids' grandkids uh, will there still be a copy of old old great 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 <laughs> grandpappy Nico's yeah. book that he wrote?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it little bit. back audience. before the robots took over. That's right. I mean, it started with a heart valve, and then it turned into full blown Terminator shit. <laughs> That's how it works. But you've got exactly. this book now. Mm-hmm. You've got this physical manifestation of this idea that you had and all this research and bringing this community together. Yeah. This interstitial community that's somewhat disconnected but bringing it closer together. Having that book in your hand and sharing it with people, what has been the response thus far?
0: Uh there's I mean there's there's a lot of thank you for doing this. I'm so glad it it exists. Yeah. Like there's 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 been a lot of that. The
1: th- the thing that
0: I uh, the thing that I'm that I really hope happens Mm -hmm. with this now that it's here is the idea of the idea of legacy yeah and that there are if everybody in texas puts ranch water on the menu like they put a margarita on the menu Mm -hmm. ranch water will become a cocktail that is known across the world and known as this came from texas yeah and i love the idea of and i don't know if they're in this book but i love the idea of these are texas cocktails that came from texas that are now you know we get to the point that they're callable yeah god i would love to be able to walk into a bar in chicago and be like hey man can can you make me the brave (laughs) and for them to be like
1: fuck yeah i can and then like (laughs) it's on you buddy but i'll make this strong ass drink yeah
0: you know (laughs) but like okay so what if it was the brave yeah what if like you got to the point that five years from now you could walk into you know a a mid-range cocktail bar in portland oregon and call that and they know what you're talking about like that's legacy that's cool in in this in this community and in like this field that's the legacy Mm. and so like i think that i think the one that'll come out of come out of texas easily as a ranch water yeah and um i mean coca-cola buying topo chico really helps sure so but yeah but uh but like it's such a simple fantastic drink mm. and um it's it's easily the one that when i introduce it to people and they make one they're like holy shit
1: that's because it's so simple and you can drink it all day long <laughs> see i like it because now you're just piquing the interest and. In- titillating the listeners so that they'll <laughs> buy the book to find out what this wonderful yeah. Ranchwater I'm not going to tell you what it Lista. is see I love it. I love it it's great see I got the book done so I'm just going to go look after right. we're done Right, but it's great because Texas Cocktails is available on Amazon it's yes. available when anyone sees you yes. it's available at Costco which you were talking about which is that's
0: it's crazy it's at every Barnes and Noble yeah dude and there's a lot of them sure. I didn't realize there were still a whole bunch of Barnes and Nobles yes.
1: <laughs> don't let you you've got mail <laughs> fool you. There's still <laughs> yeah. a lot of Barnes & Noble, those big bookstores. It, all yeah.
0: I had uh, I, uh, my aunt called me and uh, she was like, Hey, I went to, I, I went to go to Barnes & Noble to pick up a copy and they were sold out. So I had to go to the other one. I'm like, wow. She's in Chicago.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like that's awesome. That's, so, <laughs> that's so cool, man. It's, you know, it's been lovely seeing some of my peers finally get to bring these writing dreams To fruition, you know, Mm -hmm. bringing them to market, like your book with Excess Cocktails, Emma's About Mezcal, like, this is such a lovely time to be alive. It's cool. It's so great. So I got a couple questions left for you. Yeah. You know, you come into town quite a bit, and finally, after years, we finally made this thing happen. Right. Finally, no, which is is great, perfect timing. Mm -hmm. I asked this question of everybody, and you are at any bar, doesn't matter where right now it could be a yeah. texas bar to stay in theme if we want but you're drinking a ranch water cocktail okay okay and you can have a conversation and wax poetic with anyone living or deceased yeah that's an actor that's an actor who oh man. might you like to sit down and chat with oh god
0: i i mean this i mean the simplest answer is william shakespeare oh man i mean good yeah, yeah. i no. want to know how like so What did you write? Like, let's 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 get down to it. Like, what exactly happened? Because there's a lot of people that think they know what happened, sort of. Yeah. But there's no proof that there's no proof that Shakespeare. I mean, there's 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 some proof that like there are people that will present arguments that basically says, look, he didn't exist.
1: Right like so he didn't exist. It was, exist. Compendium of writers it, it was
0: writers. three other people yeah, and this yeah. is what they like they worked together and it was mostly Faust instead of like, you know, and like that kind of thing. And then yeah. you take a look at like some of his plays and they're like this sounds completely different right, than the right. one that was before it. And, you know, just Yeah, I would solve I mean, this puzzle for me, Bill. Yeah, man. I would want That's wanna, brilliant. I never I, thought about I, it. Yeah.
1: Investigative.
0: I wanted to I wanted to name my son Maximus Shakespeare Martini, but I was shot down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: man well it's a big name it is a big it's a maximus size name (laughs) well that's great that's a great answer i never thought about that piece about it you know did this did this even really yeah yeah totally another big facet is kind of the last question i've got for you of your career has been education there's been a ted talk you've taught at sac Mm -hmm. bar institutes well portland and new york Mm -hmm. and this is what we all do, I suppose. As we get older, is we we teach, we mentor. How important, as you get older and you achieve these things that maybe you never thought you would have before, but greater things, notching the belt up, if you will. How important is the education and giving back piece? How important is that for you? You know, i I taught I taught for four years at
0: the University of Texas at Dallas, and um, and then like subsequently, I've had I've had interns with Hypeworthy and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um dude, it's amazing. Mm. Like, it's amazing when you've got, like, in fact, one of my old interns came to the, to the launch party in Dallas. And at the end of it, he kind of comes up to me and Mark, who was, who was working with me at the time. And he's like, guys, y'all changed the way that I look at everything. Like the, you made such, like, I don't know if y'all realize what a big impact you made on me, but, but thank you. Thank you so much. And like, dude, that means the world to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, if, if I am if I'm able to be at the disposal of somebody and can help them um, move on in 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 this industry in whatever industry like mm. I, I love doing that I love doing it I love doing it yeah um, it's important I mean the there's from an educational standpoint the spirits industry is very weird because there is a you can't go to UT and major in spirits or mixology or that sort of thing. And the way that knowledge is imparted in this industry is through apprenticeship. Yeah. And which makes it, which, which makes it even more important that a, when we have an opportunity to present information like a seminar, um, you need to you need to take advantage of it because there's not a lot of them yeah and B, like i mean when you think about it if you if you've got if you get a degree from ut like how many seminars have you just heard your entire past four years was right. all seminars absolutely or you and you went to tails and you went to three things and now you feel like you're a badass right that was a day in the life of a liberal arts degree uh, obtaining student that's a day it's one day right and you you know like you set your whole yeah yeah. yeah, you set your whole summer around these oh i'm gonna go learn cool okay now what yeah like you know and and it's whenever you've got the opportunity to to present different ways for people to consume information in an educational manner you got to take it and so i mean that's the reason that i I keep saying yes to all of these all of these seminars and all of these events just because it's because it is important. And there are people that are only coming to this and this is the only continuing education that they're going to get yeah. outside of their own bar. And obviously in this field that's the most important part. However, you still need information that's coming from outside of that little room. Otherwise, you're only going to know what what works in that little room and as soon as you leave that little room, it's not going to work like
1: the the way that you thought it did. Right. So, no
0: I did that answer. I have no yeah, idea. no,
1: it <laughs> no, it certainly did. You have to be a lifelong student to be an educator.
0: I I, you know? I am a massive, massive believer in education,
1: yeah. and I mean, you know,
0: it's if 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 nothing else, if nothing else, you having a bachelor's degree shows me that you you've you committed, you committed, and you were able to. I mean, most of the most of the people who stopped doing college, it's because you know, like honestly, they. Effed up a couple of nights and then the next morning didn't make it to a test and then decided oh, I'm just going to drop that class and then they realized, well hell I'm only taking six hours anyway right. let me just go back to work and then they just never went back into school and it comes down to like these fleeting little moments that that the ones who get the degrees they were able to make the right decision in those moments or and just then they work through it yeah, yeah. or just work through it yeah. absolutely and they were able to keep they were able to persevere through four years of consuming information and that being the only thing that they were doing.
1: It's It's a big deal. Yeah. Because you, you're saying my ego is going to go to the side here and I'm just going to listen. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. can't do that. Absolutely.
1: No, I think it's important. I I do feel in the same way that education is a really, it's a pillar of success and progress, but formal education as well, to some extent. Mm -hmm. And I've well, there's something i would like to talk to about off the mic but offering what is ultimately accredited embedded modules of learning yeah. for people in this industry yeah that is a great opportunity i completely agree you know, i
0: mean it's and it's, the bar program is amazing it's a starting point it's a starting point it's genuinely a starting point. absolutely correct and and if you if you think that's the end all be all You've never been to college. That's right. <laughs>
1: you know. I mean, frankly, taking classes you don't want to take, <laughs> right. but you have to. Right.
0: Business math. You know. There yeah. You go. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there there should there there should be a way that and and I think that there will be with the with the growth of this industry. I mean, there's already there's already colleges that are throwing more of an emphasis on it. They're not doing it right, right. but they're throwing more of an emphasis on it. But you know, it's it's the and the same way that you're that you have to take a a history of the civil war class your junior year yeah you should be you should be taking a class on pisco yeah and learning everything in the world about pisco i don't care if you end up working at a pisco bar i'm not a historian yeah but the class was awesome and it changes the way that you think about stuff sure that's the fucking point it's not like the specific information it's teaching you how to learn right Whittling
1: you down to nothing to be rebuilt. I mean, this yeah. is a very common thread, like, in the music industry. In the film, industry. We, we we know that. Yeah. Well, so, I've got two things to thank you for that I've, I've you've been tremendously supportive. One, introducing me to Pam Wisnitzer. has been a, oh, right a, on. a life-changing moment for I me. I love Pam. Brilliant woman. Strong woman. And I love keeping in touch with her. Learned so much. And secondly, the, I mean, the amazing nod to the show in Texas Cocktails. the a show to be, I mean...
0: That's dude, this is important. Amazing, dude.
1: What you're doing is important. I, I mean, I <laughs> it,
0: it is it is, man. You're documenting all of this stuff like in this yeah. in the same way that this is a document, everything that you're doing is a document. And at no point and and like we started talking about at at some point Bobby Hugel is going to be reduced down to the recipe for the brave. That's right. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. But what if we have a podcast that actually lets you know how they sound and what they felt
1: and what they thought of things fly on the wall.
0: You know, it's like, dude, it's important. It's absolutely important. I I thank you for doing
1: it. it. Yeah, dude, it's, it's been a pleasure. It has been very life changing for me and it's introduced to me some of the most brilliant minds in this industry, hospitality, non hospitality Mm. industries alike. Yeah. And really helped me create some lifelong friendships too. So I fully support this book and I think it's a great intro people to just dive into the, the minutiae but also the topical piece about the texas cocktail yep. culture and it's not expensive no no <laughs> and it's accessible it's totally get it, get accessible uh, i it's finally we made this happen not a second too soon and <laughs> you know have a safe drive back up to dallas yeah we'll man. see you soon and i would love to talk more about education and how that is such a pillar of this community nico thank you so much thank you sir talk soon yeah well, there we have it. What do you guys think of Mr. Nico Martini, a.k.a. Mr. Martini? Sounds like a Bond villain and or a Bond friend. It's kind of hard to say. His new book, Texas Cocktails, chronicles the creativity, the production, and this great zeitgeist of spirits production and imbibing in Texas. Lots of amazing things going on. And again, thank you so much, Nico, for including. A shout-out to Show to V. am trying to chronicle. You're trying to chronicle. We're both doing our best Captures amazing work that's going on here. But, you know, the work comes at a cost sometimes. Our personal health, our mental health. And Nico kind of details some of this stuff and how things got churned around after a very, very deep heart scare. You know, it's holiday season. Texas Cocktails might make the perfect book for people looking to make cocktails. Learn more about mixology, bartending, and the overall state of spirits in Texas is worth picking up. I'll include an Amazon link in the show URL. Etc., etc. So, thanks everybody for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how astounded you are by the Sherry bomb that is Brujeria from Balcones. Dude, this is a 62%. This thing is massive. Or if you're thinking, I gotta watch Die Hard, they got a 4K version yet? Please keep thinking.